Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to yet another edition of the PHNX D-backs podcast right here on PHNX. It is Tuesday, February 15th, and there is still no end in sight to the MLB lockout. I don't know how many days we're in, day 75, day 76. It feels like day 5,000 as far as I'm concerned. Uh, But of course, my name is Derek Montia, occasionally known as your mayor of PHNX, and I wouldn't be doing this at all if I was doing it alone. I can't do it alone. I have to have my vice mayor, my friend, my co-host, the one and only Thunderstick Jesse Friedman at my side to discuss all of the bad news and lack of, I guess, progress. Well, Jesse, Derek, if if I wasn't here, who would who would be here to tell the people that you made a prediction, my friend, that the mm-hmm. uh, Major League Baseball lockout would end on February 14th? Yes, and yet February 14th has come and gone. So well, I am over well, here not let's celebrating. Pull back. Let's pull the curtain back a little bit. It's still, it's we are recording this on Valentine's Day. Jesse, of course, not my Valentine, not the person I wish I was spending <laughs> this evening with right now. But uh, there, there is the possibility, Jesse. It's not, it's, we, we got an 11th hour kind of situation oh <laughs> saves the day before we move on to tuesday i don't know it remains to be seen we might have to delete this whole podcast and start over in the morning but of course no matter if we do that or if we do that now we have to tell you that this podcast is brought to you by the fine folks at the DraftKings sportsbook go download the DraftKings sportsbook right now obviously nfl season has come and gone again congratulations to the los angeles rams uh, even though we don't want to congratulate uh, people from Los Angeles and their sports teams on anything when when we're Phoenix uh, sports fans. But Hoops fans, the latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, is too good to pass up. We are talking the legs, between the legs, 360 windmill good, uh, boom shakalaka type good. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. It's that simple. Uh, but not so simple. What's very complicated has become uh, not only, Jesse, the lockout uh, MLB is currently in, but now it's like layers of terribleness are stacking upon themselves because we have this information coming out, as we discussed yesterday, about MLB essentially suing to not pay minor league players. Uh, and, you know, this comes on on the on the cusp of 
you know, this entire economic structure deal that they're trying to get done for baseball continuously falling apart, uh, just getting update after update about how far apart both sides are. And now we are here where we are, uh, you know, getting updates from Jeff Passan today about Major League Baseball asking to eliminate hundreds of minor league playing jobs in its later latest labor proposal, which would cut the rosters on minor league teams uh, down to below 150 domestic minor league players. As of right now, teams can currently roster 180 domestic minor league players, uh, but uh, there are uh, two teams in, in minor leagues that have fewer than 150, while five teams currently have more than 180. And essentially, with this being granted, they would give all these teams the ability to cut down below that 150 uh, player mark. Uh, while while the uh, and this is from Jeff Passan, while the MLBPA represents only major leaguers, it does bargain for a number of amateur slash minor league issues. Among those, the draft. The union in July proposed a 20 round draft versus the current 40 40 round draft something that the league accepted one of the few points on which they've agreed during negotiations. So they've at least, I guess, made some traction as far as negotiating and agreeing on some things, but still nothing around the main issues. And now we are seeing major league baseball wanting to double down. And, you know, uh, even though they, you know, kind of have, have been trying to do better by minor league players now, wanting to not pay them during spring training or their postseason and not wanting to uh, have as many of them around. It seems like the housing issue where they decided to pay for the minor leaguers housing is now coming back a bit to rear uh, the, the ugly side of it, which is where they're going to make, you know, concessions where they're going to uh, save money in order to pay for these minor league uh, minor leaguers to, to have housing. It's a mess, Derek. It is it's a awful. mess across yeah, it's the awful. board. Um, the, honestly, people. I mean, this is this is worse than I was expecting it to be. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna tell it like it is here. I really thought that at this point, you know, maybe a deal isn't done yet, but we should be getting pretty close. The sides should be gaining traction. We should be moving in the right direction. The problem right now is that these sides are not really getting closer, Derek. I mean, I mean they're. They're getting closer, but I mean, when the, when the owners are giving back one thing, they're kind of taking something else, right? You know, when they're when they're willing to cooperate on the CBT threshold, they're also simultaneously increasing penalties, right? Like, like they're they're giving something, but they're also taking something back, and that's not the kind of compromise that is going to lead to a, a deal getting done when these two sides are so far apart. And and what you just talked about with this situation with the minor leaguers. Is, is all the more a mess. I mean, we've already seen minor league baseball cut down significantly over the last few years. I believe it was cut down by 42 teams altogether across the league. So uh, about a team or two um, uh, per organization have already been cut. And and the teams want to take away even even more than that. And that is difficult to hear for a lot of, a lot of young people who are interested in playing this game of baseball that something that's very, very hard to do already, right? Like get an opportunity in a professional organization is only looking like it's going to be getting harder and harder. And 
And all this amounts to one of the biggest PR disasters that this sport has ever seen. Now, when we talk about minor leaguers not getting paid, here is what MLB had to say. And I think we might have even quoted this yesterday. But this, this is just so absurd to me, I have to say it again. Per MLB, per this per uh, Evan Drellich from, from The Athletic, uh, is it is the players that obtain the greater benefit from the training opportunities that they are afforded than the clubs who actually just incur the cost of having to provide that training. That is MLB's position on paying minor league baseball players to be a part of spring training. Which I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say just something that might not be popular, uh, but they're not entirely wrong. There, right? There are a significant amount of minor league players who probably aren't have no chance of making the big league club this season, sure. depending on depending on their age, depending on their progress, where they're at, their you know actual talent level, right? But they they are given a great opportunity uh, to come up to spring training and, uh, you know, obviously receive, you know, instructions and to be around the major league coaches and just uh, be around, you know, the, the, the entire process of, of being in camp and being at spring training. Like, I, I get how important that is to some of them. Um, and honestly, in some cases doing that is kind of like with with some of them that struggle in the minor league system that's kind of the carrot in a way right that's the that's the chance that even if they're not really super happy with their situation with whatever minor league club they're they're playing with they get that one opportunity to come up and be in camp with the major league ball players and essentially be peers with you know guys that they might look up to or guys that they might have been a fan of at one point in their in their life and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not saying what major league baseball here is saying is, is, is wrong, right? Because they're right there. There is a great benefit, but the, the, the overstepping of the bounds is to say that there's a greater benefit, a greater benefit, like as if these baseball teams aren't sifting through this pile of minor league ball players they have for the next diamond in the rough constantly. They never know when it's going to come. They never know who it's going to be. They never know what is going to cause that person to have that awakening, right? But it's happened often enough in baseball for teams to have found huge superstars, including the Arizona Diamondbacks with Paul Goldschmidt uh, as 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 someone that was a very low draft pick that wasn't really uh, didn't have high expectations around him or his career, and you know again the ability to see guys like that that might not have a lot of i guess a lot of excitement around them and a lot of hype built up around them in a major league camp and see what they can really do right so to say it's a greater benefit I, like i get what they're saying here and it's for such a small percentage of the minor league players but it's such a greater advantage to the major league ball clubs that could look through all of these guys because they never know if some guy who played uh you know for a, a community college or something just because of his situation might be the next great breakout star. And just because they don't have a lot of information or a lot of coaches haven't seen him or whatever, they, they, they might not know, you know, how good he is, but when they get to see him in camp and in spring training, that can really be where 
guys get on the radar of the big league clubs and their entire career has changed. Um, but that's a beneficial, that's like a, a two-way street, man. It's, it's yeah. great for the team to have a great player and it's great for the player to be seen and be given an opportunity. This entire concept of not paying, you know, younger players or younger employees of your company just because they're being trained still and they're not at full value as far as being able to produce uh, the same way your other employees can is bullshit. It's straight up uh, labor, uh, got it's straight up violating labor laws. It feels like, and the fact that they're trying to do everything they can uh, to to make it so that they don't have to pay these guys just makes baseball look even worse. Just makes MLB look even worse during a time where the last thing they needed right now was more bad publicity. It almost feels like, well, fuck it, everything's bad now anyway. So let's just let's just be completely honest and let's just do all the things. <laughs> that we wanted to do since people hate us now anyway. Like, you know, it's, it's very pro wrestling villain, pro wrestling heel where they're just like, now that they're the bad guy, they can just reveal how much they've hated the audience the whole time. And they can reveal what bad, you know, intentions they've always had in their head. Like it feels like major league baseball went straight heel with this entire process and just unapologetically heel about it. Going back to, just the lockout situation and kind of where we're at with things. Um, the day that's been set is February 28th. So February 28th is the day that we need a deal completed by in order to salvage opening day. That is the which deadline is two weeks from yesterday, which is yeah. Less than two weeks away now. Uh, that's a soft deadline according to report. So, you know, maybe there's a, there's a leeway there of a day or two. But that's not very far away, Derek. And, and considering how far apart these two sides are, and you're absolutely right. It, it just seems like the asks are getting more and more extreme as time goes on, which, it, I mean, I guess can be kind of a useful negotiation tactic, right? The way to get what you want is to ask for things that are actually more extreme than what you're really planning on getting. And then suddenly, you know, what you really want looks like a compromise because you're kind of, you know, lifting up uh, off the gas pedal of these ridiculous things that you're throwing out there that, that maybe aren't really, um, you know, things you're, you're realistically going to get in the end anyway. So I don't know, man. I'm just ready for baseball, Derek. This is the week, right? I mean, this is the Today week would we be all the look day. forward Today to. Today would be the day. Pitchers and catchers uh, apparently would have reported. Today. Yep. Some and pitchers and catchers would have this, reported today. I knew it was this week. I know the Arizona Diamondbacks usually have a weird like middle. I, I, yeah. don't, I don't remember them ever starting on a Monday, but I could be wrong about that. Yeah. I, I, I know one thing about this entire situation is it, it reminds me very much of like a very, very bad couple, like in a relationship. You know what I mean? Like, you Derek, just like you were just coming off Valentine's Day, please. I know, I know, <laughs> and that's what like see, that's the thing is like when you see a couple even fight on Valentine's Day, you're like, mm, I don't mm. know, I don't think you guys are gonna make it right. Like, if <laughs> I was MLBPA's friend, I would be telling them maybe it's time to start thinking about just leaving them, maybe it's just time uh, that we start talking about divorce. And I know that that seems drastic, but I, I want you to be happy. MLBPA, I want you to live your best life. And maybe it's just not with this guy, Manfred. Maybe he's not the right guy for you. I don't know. 
but it's feeling more and more like this is going to be uh like a ir irreconcilable differences kind of situation like it just doesn't feel like these two are going to get back together you yeah. know like like the the argue that's the part of the arguments that makes me think of a bad couple you know like when they're arguing you've it's like embarrassing i've probably i know me and my wife have even been this couple at one point in our lives right we've been together for a long time i know we have to have been right but when when you see a couple and they're arguing about one thing and then all of a sudden that argument in in five seconds is something completely different and you're just <laughs> almost you almost got like you know, like whiplash from how quickly the conversation changed yeah. from topic A to topic B. And you're like, why are you guys fighting about this now? Like the dishwasher? What? How did, why are we fighting yeah. about who emptied the dishwasher now? You guys were fighting about being late in the car and now we're talking dishwashers. This is crazy. It just seems like MLB and the, and the Players Association are finding something new to disagree on every day that we're really celebrating the few things that they are agreeing on. Right, like this changing yeah. of the draft, and yeah, you know, the, the DH. DH. We got the DH. Yay, yay, yay. Yeah, see, we can see this is the start. We can, we can. <laughs> this is a base. We can go from here. I think the most heartbreaking thing is Arizona Diamondbacks minor league pitching prospect Matt Tabor made a statement on Twitter, uh, oh, a thread, yeah. if you will, that was actually very well thought out. Um, it's called. I, I like to call it the soliloquy. If I'm not mad, I'm sad, and. It's a thread outlining how today's news about unpaid spring training has made uh, myself, meaning him, Matt Tabor, and countless other minor leaguers, uh, minor league players feel. And I would like to read you just a few passages of it because he did quote Evan Drellich's article about, um, you know, essentially MLB arguing for not paying minor leaguers to stay on, uh, for not paying them in spring training. Um, and he says, I'm not mad, I'm sad that numerous of my teammates who have had major league talent uh, have been forced to step away from the game due to a financial inability to support themselves and their families who rely on them. I'm not mad. I'm sad that after earning an opportunity we have worked for our entire life, we are forced to get second jobs in the, in the winter, saving up for spring training expenses that are not adequately covered, and in turn sacrificing valuable time that could be spent training and developing as players. I'm not mad. I'm sad that I see players on a daily basis load up on food from the facility at lunch because they're not given enough money to adequately feed themselves at night. I'm not mad. I'm sad that players go down with career altering injuries in spring training, training partially due to a lack of sleep, air mattresses, too many roommates and a lack of nutrition. I'm not mad. I'm sad that the hired economic developer sees no difference between an 18, uh, 16 year old high school travel ball player and a professional athlete who has earned the right to a standard livable wage whenever his services are requested. I'm not mad. I'm sad. There's still work to do. Can I can I and tell you something, Derek? What? I think he's mad. <laughs> I, Jesse, I, I'm, I'm not going to argue with you on that. I think he's pretty mad. And you know where it is? It's the, like, there's this. I'm not mad. I'm sad that I see players on a daily basis load up on food from the facility at lunch because they are not given enough money to adequately feed them themselves at night. I'm mad jesse yeah. that that makes me <laughs> mad and what's weird about that is i know how that feels right there there was a time in college when i was that when all of my funds were going towards paying my own tuition uh for a school that was entirely too expensive and for you know i didn't want to get financial aid uh and i was very stupid about it but at the time 
I was still trying to do the right thing. I was trying to go on my career path and I was trying to pay for it. I was trying not to get myself into heaping, uh, you know, heaping, heaping amounts of debt. And I was, you know, trying to be an adult and live, you know, a life as a 19, 20 year old, you know, young man. And uh, I remember, you know, stuff like this. I remember even being mad, even though I wasn't like in baseball, I was just, I remember being mad about how, like, how, how much money, how much uh, some of my friends, some other kids that I went to college with had and how little I had. Right. I remember being mad because I couldn't get really nutritious meals. And I just thought it really sucked that like the only thing I could afford was like Jack in the box because they would literally give you, you know, like Jack in the box like is cheap, six man. tacos for like five bucks. It was the yeah. greatest feeling ever, you know? Um, but like, that's just me being a college kid scraping by. That's not me sure. as talent. Like a, an employee. That's not me as an like athlete. As someone as, who was recruited. To right. Right. Someone that was drafted. Yeah. Right. You know, someone that was picked up and you convinced me not to go to college so that I could come work for you. And now you don't even want to adequately pay me or uh, give me a decent a place to sleep so that I'm, you know, prepared. Right. I mean, there was a time where we talked about um, Fernando Tatis Jr. taking out that loan um, that seemed almost predatory, right? Oh, right, uh, right. You know, uh, the the loan that he got prior to uh, it's it's an investment fund um, that essentially pays minor league players gives gives them a, a loan so that way they can have a better life, and in turn they promise this seemingly predatory investment agency like a percentage of future earnings and i mean i guess the the thing there is you never know if a ball player is going to make it right so they might not make that fernando tatis jr kind of money and that investment firm might lose out on the what they loaned that person as a young you know athlete struggling to make it uh but not in this case in this case it worked out for them they're making near over 27 million dollars off of fernando tatis jr and that's just one player that they loaned money to right but when they talked about that one of the most important things for tatis jr was that he felt like at the time he wasn't getting proper lodging he felt like he wasn't getting proper food he didn't feel like he had the ability if he had to have a second job to train properly Instead, he took out this loan. He was able to get like a private trainer, you know, like somebody that worked yeah. exclusively with him and he ate well and he did, you know, and he's talked about this in interviews because there are people that feel much like what I have said about this, that it is kind of a predatory situation of minor league players. And meanwhile, he felt like it was the best investment he ever made in himself, right? Like, uh, you know, just signing with this company to give him money so that he could make it through these years and these years are so tough these minor league years are what caused like like what matt Tabor said it's what causes people to quit right it's like it's like college where i got a job in college and that made it very hard for me to like stay focused on on school when all of a sudden i started doing a job that i was like hey this is gonna be my career this is awesome maybe like maybe i don't need all of this college stuff and you're spending all this money right uh, it's the same kind of thing. If you if your minor league situation sucks, no matter how athletically gifted you are, no matter what kind of uh, contributions you could give to a major league team, you might just decide that hey, I, I can go work for 
this investment firm that loans minor league players money and I'm going to make way more money doing yeah. that than I do as a minor league player. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's sounds like a pretty sweet career path too, you know? Yeah. And, and not, you know, not every minor leaguer signs for 700 grand, which is what Fernando Tatis's signing bonus was when he came over from the Dominican Correct. Republic. Also sure. side note, Derek, do you remember the trade that brought Fernando Tatis to the Padres in the first place? I'm I'm just doing a little review over here, a little rabbit trail. They got him for James Shields. James Shields was sent over from the Padres to the White Sox back in 2016. And mm. James Shields was not particularly good at that point in his career. And the Padres got Fernando Tatis in return. Anyway, just that's, throwing that out there. That, that's that's <laughs> why that's why you trade away some of those names so that way you can get those young players and hopefully those young players become the next Fernando Tatis Jr. That's the plan. Um, but of course, you never know what's going to happen. So that way, uh, but if you do, you go over to DraftKings Sportsbook, you put a futures bet down, whatever. You can get the next MVP. You can get all sorts of stuff. I think they're already taking stuff for the NFL season next year. It's crazy. But the most important thing right now, obviously, is the Phoenix Suns and betting on the Phoenix Suns. Uh, DraftKings Sportsbook, uh, we'll give, obviously, like I said before, new customers. You can bet just $1 on the Phoenix Suns or any other team, I suppose, but that doesn't seem like as good of an idea as betting on the Phoenix Suns. Uh, and you'll get $150 in free bets instantly if they win. It's that simple. DraftKings customers can also bet on the NBA with same-game parlays. I love the same-game parlays. I love all the options once you get in the same-game parlay submenu, just like the NFL games I was talking about. All sorts of options that normally wouldn't be there if you were trying to put a straight bet. But just pepper in those legs. The more more uh, legs you add, the more money you can win. Combine multiple pets from the same game for that bigger payout. Uh, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use our a wonderful promo code of PHNX. Bet just $1 on any NBA team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code PHNX at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 21 and over only, Arizona only, gambling problem, dial 1-800-NEXT-STEP, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit, uh, eligibility restrictions apply, required, uh, apply, excuse me, yeah. uh, eligibility restrictions apply, see DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. They slipped a new one in there on me, Jesse, and it, it messed up my entire <laughs> rhythm there. Uh, but um, I'll tell you, I was excited to see uh, on ESPN that they ranked, much like we did recently, the best jerseys in MLB history. Of course, Jesse and I ranked the best Diamondbacks jerseys in their short history, but June Lee from ESPN, uh, who apparently Jesse's like best friends with, I don't know. He had this weird story. <laughs> we have a mutual friend. Are. It's very, it's very odd, but yeah, somehow I feel, I feel a connection to a man that I've still never met. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> well, the Arizona Diamondbacks were actually on this list of the top 20 of the best jerseys in MLB history. So that's kind of nice, right? I don't want to, I, I don't want to undersell how great this is that the Diamondbacks made a list because MLB has a long history, a lot of great jerseys, a lot of very flashy, uh, different jerseys. Uh, and the Arizona Diamondbacks, 1998 through 2006, pearl, purple and teal Arizona Diamondbacks vest shirt combo were ranked as the 19th best jersey 
in Major League Baseball history. That Jesse was our Gordon, number one, right? We that was our that number, one, number one. one. We yeah. both had that one number at one. Uh, I think that's the consensus, right? I think even the Diamondbacks know that. It's the reason why when they went with the Throwback Thursday jersey, that's the one they went with. Um, I've appreciated how much they've tried to keep that jersey in the mix, despite the fact that I just want them to just straight up go back to the old colors. Um, but it's nice to see some love for this jersey. Now, I will say, much like yourself, I did agree. I thought that maybe it could have been ranked a little bit higher. I did think that there were maybe some uh, jerseys on this list I, I didn't like as much um, or think should be ranked above it. I still like it better than like the Devil Rays from the 98 period of time which there's some there's some pretty crappy uniforms in here Derek I'm not I'm not gonna lie there really are there really <laughs> are um the uh Chicago White Sox Southside City Connect jersey was ranked pretty high I think like uh 12th or maybe even higher than that those so uh, but the ones up at the top were kind of like the classic all-time jerseys so I guess it's a bit debatable uh but I know that the uh, Boston Red Sox jersey was up there in the top five I yeah think the Yankees number four. Yeah, Yankees were number two, and of course, of course, Diamondbacks fans, the Los Angeles Dodgers timeless jersey uh, is number one of all time. Not surprised. They love to rub the Dodgers just in our faces about everything lately. But (laughs) I never realized, um, because when I was growing up and I was watching uh, Sandlot so often uh, as as a child, it just never dawned on me that Benny the Jet Rodriguez was wearing a Dodgers jersey and it never bothered me as much as it does like lately. Um, mm. But that's only because that rivalry wasn't there for me when I was a kid. I didn't hate the Dodgers. The only reason why I hated the Dodgers was because it was one of my first baseball games I ever went to and they were playing the Expos. And I know I've told this story at least twice on this podcast, but you're going to hear it again. Just like my wife, my wife has to deal with this uh, with me telling stories. She's heard 50 times, but uh, the Dodgers, lost and did not come out like they were supposed to i guess they had like a general kind of uh thing that they would come out after the sunday home games and greet fans and sign autographs and uh because they lost and were mad about something uh they opted not to come out and the expos came out and signed a bunch of autographs and were cool about it and kind Mm. of took the dodgers place so thus i became for at least a day and a week uh an expos fan i had a really great baseball that like the team passed around and signed and i got a bunch of signatures wow yeah it was a great it was a great fun day you know but that that's that's when my dodgers hatred started but there was just a small kindling at that point it wasn't a full-on inferno like it is now now it's mostly jealousy and um rage and you know alcohol the malted hops and stuff like that but do you think uh, do you think this this is kind of a a slight rabbit trail but i want to know your answer do you think in the early days of the D-backs franchise, I was too young to really remember what was going on and what the dynamics were at the time. Were the Dodgers always the biggest rival in the no. minds of Arizona fans? Was it Absolutely more not. the Giants? Was it more the Rockies? Did they just not have one early on? Um, They didn't have one early on, but at times there were teams in the NL West that I really hated because of, or just in the National League that I hated because of, you know, key losses to them, or it seemed like we could never beat them. I know there was a period of time where I couldn't stand the St. Louis Cardinals because it felt like every time we played the Cardinals, they just beat up on us. Um, 
And then uh, I, I think I want to say the Giants. The Giants. Barry, I, Barry I wanna, Bonds was probably Bonds, somewhat hated, yeah. I would assume. Oh, absolutely. And they were just good. They were good. The Giants have always been good. They've always managed to stay competitive. I don't remember too many times where the Giants were like, you know, like the Padres were. I remember the Padres beating the Diamondbacks a bunch of times one season, and I was furious about it just because of how bad the Padres were. But yeah, Padres, Padres haven't been great, yeah, really much at all lately. Yeah, but no, it no, it, it wasn't like that. It's the last ten years, to be honest. The last yeah. ten years has been, and and it's kind of the same, uh, unmitigated, un you know, you, you uh, irrational hate that like the Yankees get, where. The Yankees were literally hated just because they were good. Like, I get it. Your team is in their division, so you always have to see them beat you, and you always have to see them go on and all that. But, like, again, being a, a kind of a Yankees fan and not not really being uh, – not really understanding the culture as much back then, right, when I was first a Yankees fan, uh, I – like, I didn't get it. I didn't get it. And now, you when you're on the other side of it, for a number of years, you're like, oh, I so fucking get it now. I get it so much now. I okay, you can stop. <laughs> you can stop hitting me over the head with the lesson that I'm learning because I understand it, now, right? Like it just it gets to a point. Like you, we often say very flattering things about the Dodgers on this show. We don't really call them cheaters or start getting into like super negativity about our feelings on them, other than we hate them, right? But we hate yeah. them because we ain't them, and we hate them because they're such. A, a stupid good team that's that's like oh it's so frustrating with how good they are and but it's also nice and it's also a joy to not see them succeed in the ultimate goal that they're pursuing constantly and that's at least one thing that's like haha you didn't do it again this year right so like but they're they're at that point where they're that good that sometimes the only win we have when it comes to the dodgers <laughs> is like ha you didn't win the world series this year again <laughs> You bunch of idiots. You know, <laughs> that's all we got. Right. And 20 in 2020, that one doesn't count, right? Shortened no, season. No. That wasn't, yeah. that wasn't a real season. That wasn't a real season. <laughs> um, but see, you, you can get all sorts of good information like this over at gophnx.com. If you're not already a member, I don't know why you wouldn't be, but again, I understand. Uh, sometimes you, you, you don't really know if you're going to like something. Let me tell you, you're going to love it. Come over to gophnx.com, sign up to become a member. If you become an annual member, you'll get a free, wonderful, amazing, soft, well-fitting t-shirt over at phnxlocker.com. Uh, and again, that pays for half of your subscription right there. Uh, you get your free t-shirt, maybe throw in a sticker pack, maybe get yourself another t-shirt that you pay for. Uh, now, now you're styling and profiling like Ric Flair and you have yourself a membership to one of the best sports websites in all of Arizona. Come over to our uh, family and you can get uh, all sorts of breakdowns on not only this lockout, not only uh, the signing of Dan Straley and everything else that Jesse and I have been talking about, but Suns, Cardinals, uh, you know, we, we may or may not be responsible for starting this whole thing about Kyla Murray. I don't know. I'm blaming Johnny. <laughs> JV is a troublemaker and, and he's, he's over there giggling right now. I'm sure. Shut up, about Johnny. It. Stop noticing yeah, stuff. Yeah. Stop noticing stop, stuff. Johnny stop and pointing around on Instagram. You troublemaker reporter you. <laughs> Uh, but of course you get all of this. We start the conversation here at PHNX. You get all of this over here, becoming a member at gophnx.com. Uh, if you're not interested in the annual membership, we have a month to month option. And if you are a new subscriber, you'll get your first month for just 50 cents. So we hope you join us because we'd love you to be a, a member of our family, uh, come into our discord, 
drop us a line, questions, uh, just chat with us, give us ideas for the show that you want us to talk about. We absolutely want to do that. So please uh, sign up to become a member today. And Jesse, you brought it up at the beginning of the show. So obviously uh, we have to address the elephant in the room uh, that I for one for once was wrong possibly wrong i'm not ready i'm not ready to say i was officially wrong yet but uh and and yes the day february 14th has come and gone uh the day i predicted would end the lockout but the day is not over yet jesse and i believe in anything after what i experienced at the super bowl party i didn't get a chance to tell you about this but i had one of the weirdest experiences of quite possibly my entire life i will start off I will start off. Was by your, your queso is that bad, huh? Oh no, the queso was really good, Jesse. <laughs> it was really good queso. Uh, but what happened was uh, a fellow parent from my daughter's school, who we've hung out with before and such, um, was at the party, and she was talking to my wife, and I went up to them, and she she asked me because she was talking to my wife about it about how she should address telling the host of the party who's a close friend of mine uh that his brother who passed away was there at the party uh as 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 a spirit uh playing cornhole and i was taken aback by that a little bit because i knew nothing about apparently this woman's ability to see dead people right she's a medium and so she tells me this in the moment and I've often said this on the show. I, 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 I can't stress how much, even when I say things, even when I make jokes, how, how, how skeptical I am about all of this. I am a man of reason. I'm a man of science, Jesse. I tend to have opinions about things uh, that most people aren't ready to hear when it comes to how little I believe in fate and magic and curses and talking during no hitters and all of that. Like, ah, don't even get me started on how unrealistic I feel like all of that stuff is, no matter how much people believe in them. Uh, momentum isn't a real thing and neither is magic neither is pixie dust Uh, with that being said uh, i was kind of taken aback by this woman's claim that she saw my friend's dead brother there at the party and she more importantly didn't know if she should bring it up to him uh so she uh, (laughs) so i was kind of like this is a weird thing and then she looks at me and she goes like you're being followed around by a big guy did you have a big, like a big friend you lost or something? And my eyes instantly kind of welled up with tears because she goes, he's like super excited that football is on today. Did he used to play football or something like that? And I had a friend I lost in my early twenties to a car accident, my friend Omar. And, uh, he was, uh, died in a car accident. He, uh, uh they, he was here on a vacation from a full ride scholarship to a college in Texas that he was going to be attending as a uh, offensive lineman. And uh, this woman who knows nothing about my friend basically described him to me to a T and then told me that Whoa. all he wanted was to give me a hug and to ask if it was okay, if she could give me a hug. And my friend was a huge hugger. Right. So it was like, like, and then she goes, he like, as she's hugging me, she's like, he really, he, he really misses his mom and wants you to, tell his mom that he's okay and uh i'm even getting emotional now talking about it like it's weird for something like that to happen when you you can't see an ulterior motive for that person to be doing that kind of thing in the moment right 
Again, I'm yeah. very skeptical. So there's a part of me that like, did my wife put you up to this? Did she tell you about my friend or something? You know, like, cause it was just, it's, it's just weird. Right. Because it's not like somebody I tell a story about often. It, it's not even something. And I mean, it's terrible to say this, but because it happened so long ago, I mean, this is like almost 20 yeah. years since he passed. Right. Sure. That I, I don't think about him like that where he's on my mind every day. Not, not like my friend who thinks about his brother, you know, all the time. Right. The, you know, this guy was a, a great friend to me, a big part of my life, but you know, again, it's like time goes on and it's not that first, you know, it's not in the front of your mind anymore. It's not something you think about, but when she described this large guy following me around, she described my friend to the T without me ever mentioning, bringing it up or whatever. Right. So it's funny because, you know, I'm, I'm in full Super Bowl mode I'm dying to find out what color the Gatorade is and who the MVP is going to thank. Like, come on, thank God first. And now I'm like, I got to a point where I didn't even care about the game for a brief moment while I was talking with this woman and she was telling me this stuff uh, because I was just sitting there bawling, like just tears coming out of my eyes. And she's like, should I stop? And I was like, no, 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 please keep going. Like anything you have to say, like, just get it all out. I just want to hear all of this. Like, it's all amazing to me. And like, I don't know, man, I don't know what to say. It's kind of one of those times in life where uh, even as a, a man of logic and science, I, I'm left kind of speechless without an explanation, right? Like, yeah. there's nowhere that this person could have even looked this information up to know or to have. I mean, I don't know. I do a lot of podcasts and shit. And I'll tell you, I'll be the first to tell you, I don't remember what I say on these things. So please uh, don't come cancel me um, yet for things that I kind of run over at times but i i mean that uh i i don't recall talking about my friend anytime recently so it was just a real really weird thing right so i guess i guess my uh my world's a little shook and at this point jesse i'm willing to believe anything and that anything is that they could still get a deal done tonight uh, before midnight <laughs> See, see be, now, Derek, right. you made it look like you just made up this whole story <laughs> just, so that, just so that you could try to be confident in your ridiculous prediction that Major League Baseball wouldn't be locked out right now. Good try, it is Derek. What it, is. Good try. it is what it is. I tried. <laughs> well, you know. Anyway, uh, we hope you guys enjoyed the show, and I we'll leave it up to you whether you believe that story really happened or not because now jesse questioned it now uh that's going to be the big mystery but uh <laughs> we obviously thank you guys for checking us out you can follow us on twitter i'm at cap underscore caveman with a k jesse is at jesse and friedman our show is at phnx underscore dbacks but of course all roads lead to at phnx underscore sports that's on twitter instagram and facebook uh if you haven't done so already please subscribe to us on your favorite audio podcast app uh leave us a five-star review uh, if you if you'd be so inclined and then go over to youtube and subscribe there to phnx sports and sign up for notifications that way you don't miss any of the amazing content coming out from our phnx team uh jesse let's get this deal done and I, I need i need to not deal with you tomorrow um oh we're gonna have Derek some fun on the live show tomorrow uh, you all gotta show up and be in the comments and we're gonna have a good time so. i regret nothing i regret nothing well <laughs> and by the time people are listening to this once again we're really talking later today we're talking tuesday <laughs> evening at right. 6 p.m arizona time that's so right join us be there on, on YouTube. youtube yes be there in the comments we hope to see you guys there on behalf of jesse and myself we thank you so much and remember kids baseball is fun 
but it's so much more fun when I'm right.